domestic travel is on a low, the birth rate is dropping and unfortunately more accidents on the crosswalks in Bangkok. That's all coming up on today's Good Morning Thailand. Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand with Jay and Tim. Good morning Jay. Good, Good morning, morning listener. Tim. That's a very nice shirt, by the way. Thank you very much. I've worn it before. Yes, and also introducing Carmel, who's sitting in the background. She will be our comments reader. Where is she? I don't know. She's sitting somewhere on the ceiling. Oh, dear. Yeah, this is okay. the second episode, and she's already made her way up there. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I don't even have any of the YouTube stuff in front of me, so... Uh, I'm not going to read the comments section, I'm going to concentrate on the program, that's the idea. Yes, that's and right. we've got uh, Carmel kindly wading through, or trawling through uh, the, the right. comments as they come in. So, uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen, uh, as I've been told to talk to the mic properly, um, ladies and gentlemen, as, as we go through our stories, if you do have any questions, Carmel will keep a note of it, and we'll either address it during the story or uh, later at the end of the show. Alright, let's crack on. Um, what does Carmel look like? What Carmel? Um, I mean, she's got black hair. She's about seventy-three. Yeah. She's uh, she used to work as a gardener, and um, <laughs> we sort of basically plucked her off the street and said, "Can you read?" Yeah. She said, "No." So I said, "You're perfect for the job." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So nothing you say can get to her, but please do be polite, as it is her second day, and we don't want her to run away. All right, uh, Tim, we've got some news. Good. We, we no. What I mean is that we actually had a special. Oh package. yes. We don't want to go on too much about this, but we will. Okay. Um, we got sent this by Mr. YouTube. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, have finally been recognised. So uh, one hundred thousand subscribers. So thank you to you. Thank you very much for uh, getting us uh, awarded with this uh, this plaque, which will uh, have a, a pride of place in my house. That's right. uh, sorry, in the office. Yeah. In the office. Yeah, of course. Yes. So well done to the whole Tiger team, the whole video team. Um, I won't name you individually because I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so many of them. I need name tags. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you to all the viewers who have stuck it out with us this far. We've only been able to achieve that because of you, so thank you very much. Thank you. All right, now for some news. Uh, domestic travel in Thailand is very low at the moment, Tim. Yeah, it, it's amazing that, um, I mean, we've had this sort of reopening of the uh, the Thailand Pass test and go yeah. with all its wrinkles and stuff. And, uh, you know, you've been telling us what you don't like about the new Thailand Pass. But domestically, the travel has really uh, dropped as well. So the Thai government and the TAT were hoping that uh, with the fairly low numbers coming in for test and go at the moment, and they are expected to sort of start dropping now as we move away from both Chinese New Year and the sort of a, the traditional high season, that the domestic tourism might sort of kick on. Now, there, there's a system in Thailand called We Travel Together. It's a promotion, a campaign. And they've had these campaigns all the way through the uh, the whole pandemic yes. and the idea is they subsidize people's rooms like up to 50 percent yeah they even yeah they had they have which um, 
encouraged people to uh, go on holiday and everywhere they went they could get a discount on anything they eat as well as the hotel room. Yeah, sure. So it, it's a, a really good promotion, but the Thai as well are sort of staying away in droves. Uh, I think to an extent, uh, they, they've been encouraged to travel over the past two years and I think a lot of them are going, well, we, <laughs> we've sort of been travelling, yeah. we've done our bit. There's also uh, just a bit of lingering fear of, uh, of Omicron. We had that surge... Well, it's a surge that's sort of still going on, and no matter what uh, is published by different papers around the world showing that it's uh, much less deadly and a lot fewer people get sick and get hospitalised, and that's partly because of the uh, relatively high vaccination rate, yeah. um, that, that people still go, oh, I still don't want to get the virus. And so I think there's that, the, the Omicron fears, and the other one is that there has been inflation. I've been reading about inflation in both the UK and the US, and they're talking of numbers, well, the published numbers are about 7%, which is bad enough. But the actual real figure is thought to be much closer to 15 to 20%, uh, because the way they measure it is sort of uh, worked out to exclude things like, you know, food <laughs> and things like that. But I've noticed petrol in Thailand has really yes. jumped up. Yes. And petrol is a major component of travel yeah especially people living in bangkok often like to just drive to everywhere uh, yeah and um at, so just turning my not just alarms within, yeah down. not just within the city but whether you're going to hua hin you're going to paraya you're going to khao yai different different directions even people who want to travel to the city for work um it the prices are crazy for petrol at the moment well in my humble honda i used to for a thousand baht be able to pretty much fill it up but now a thousand baht only gives me half to two-thirds of a tank yeah so that's how much the petrol has increased I, heavens knows what it's like in your uh, rolls royce it'd be <laughs> much worse <laughs> no last time uh, yeah my full tank used to be 1200 baht 1300 it was 2400 last time i did it yeah something something silly i don't Are know you, what petrol do you use 95 do you really need to or you just yeah. i think there's a bit of bullshit factor to that high octane petrol but um, yeah, I mean, does the manufacturer recommend 95? Yes, the manufacturer okay. says that put 95, it's the best petrol. It'll keep your engine at optimal capacity yeah, yeah, for the yeah. longest. You've got a hybrid though. Yes, it's got an, an electric engine that uh, that helps out. That's right. <clears throat> I don't have an electric engine in my car. My new one does, but I haven't been able to get it yet. Hopefully, that'll arrive soon. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's looking like we're. So, until they address the problems with the test and go, when I say problems, we're talking about this day one and day five, when they sort of sort out the insurance. And there's just so much chatter online, and we get uh, so many articles sent to us every day, people having problems, they test positive on day five, they don't know what's going to happen, no one's there to contact, the hotel says you've got to stay in your room, and it's, I think until they lift these uh, day five restrictions, the extra PCR tests, the high cost of the tests, the high cost of the hospitalizations. I, I think um, Thai tourism is gonna keep staying low and that's going to also remain for domestic travelers. I noticed I've booked uh, flights for the next couple of weeks back to Phuket, where I go to each weekend and uh, the, the airfares have also kicked up. So that's not gonna be helping domestic travel either. Um, I'm paying about double what I was a month ago. Oh, 
Right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a question from the viewers as Carmel lets us know. Uh, let me just have a quick sip of my coffee by Coffee Culture. Go Carmel. Yeah. Okay, so Joseph D. Alessandro asked if there's any talk about Thailand getting rid of day five th Thailand past quarantine. Yeah, well, that's I haven't even heard any rumours. No, uh, they were sort of talking a little bit about it about two weeks ago. The government's saying that they're looking to uh, reduce the restrictions, just in very broad terms. Yep. And last week's double CSA meeting, I think we're all thinking, OK, here we go. But last week, the Omicron cases started to really jump, like about a 1,000 cases a day. And that spooked them, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything hope on the immediate horizon at the same time though we've got the philippines reopening we've got vietnam now letting flights in from other parts of the world malaysia talking about opening its borders next month uh with uh, with limited testing so i think the problem is that uh, the thai government's sort of going to be almost forced into having to reduce its restrictions but you're right i, I haven't heard any rumors thanks for the question all right, um, let's move on to our second topic today, Tim. Yes. Which is another concerning thing. Before we do that, a quick shout out to our Coffee Culture. Oh, Thank you to yes. Coffee Culture for sponsoring our show. And WTF Mugs. Oh, hello. <laughs> Somebody there with a very loud sneeze. Uh, which have got a, a beautiful design if you're into sort of the uh, 70-esque Jackson Pollock type painting. But it's been done by who? Uh, Frank. Here we go. It's Frank something. Frank Nero. Ferenic Nero. Frank Nero. Yes. It's a very artistic name itself. Well, it's as artistic as the coffee culture mugs. And thank you very much for their ongoing sponsorship. If you like the mugs, wait until you taste the coffee. All right. Um, another concerning thing about Thailand, Tim, is that the birth rate has significantly been dropping. Yeah, so this is something that's not unique to Thailand. Yes. But uh, the birth rate around the country has certainly dropped and it's now sort of turned into a bit of a, a problem. And uh, the, the, the government is saying that, you know, people who <coughs> expected to live 70 to 80 years old now, <coughs> in the next couple of decades, will be living uh, 90 to 100. And that's just the way, you know, Thailand is coming from a, a low bar, say, um, half a century ago. And the, uh, the, the, the age or the, the age people are expected to live now is increasing like exponentially every year as the country sort of gets healthier and more modern. So this is causing a problem uh, as more people are living older uh, ages and well into their 70s and 80s, we've now got uh, the, the couples having fewer children. Mm. So, um, and they're having them, they say that they're, they're worried that they're ha having them children now after they finish university. Well, that is still pretty young. Yeah. Well, what age do you come out of university? 20, 22? 22, 23? 23. That's still pretty young. So uh, that shouldn't be the major concern. And there are a lot of uh, Thai children now going to university as well. Yeah. Are they comparing it to like 1950s when people turned 18 and had babies or what? I think there's, there's still perhaps a mindset that, uh, you know, she's of breeding age now, let's find her a husband. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I don't think they said it with a ridiculous Australian accent. But uh, <laughs> So what are you doing for the, uh, the Thai population, Jay? Uh, nothing yet, just... Mm. Addressing the issues, you that's see, what I'm doing. I'm spreading see, the word. You are the problem. Why? 
You I'm shouldn't spreading be spreading the word. Then you shouldn't be spreading the word. You should be spreading other things. Oh, that well. you should be breeding. <laughs> so apparently, Thai uh, mothers they okay. receive fifteen thousand. They say they currently receive fifteen thousand, or they're going to receive fifteen thousand. In 2019, Thailand's population grew by less than 600,000 people. That's the first time uh, in about half a century that it's had such a low uh, increase in population. Last year was only 554,000, bringing the country's total fertility rate down to 1.3, and the global average is 2.5. So this is an emerging long-term problem. It's not going to be a problem tomorrow, but. Uh, Japan, for example, has had a huge problem with uh, older people. Um, they retire and they want to, and they're living longer, and the young people not having children. And it's really affected the Japanese economy a lot over the past decade. And Thailand looks like it's going to be heading down the uh, the same alley. So, Jay, yes, Carmel, do the right thing. Go and have some children. Noom, what are you doing for children? You're of breeding age. All right. Well. Um in some good news regarding children, um, Thailand is revising surrogacy laws to allow foreigners to hire Thais to bear children. Now, under the present rules and conditions, uh, surrogacy in Thailand, Tim, uh, can only be between Thai couples or a foreigner who has a Thai partner. Um, this law is going to be revised so that uh, this and the surrogacy laws to allow foreigners uh, to hire Thai surrogate mothers without requiring a partner to be Thai. This is a really complicated topic and there's morals involved here. There's uh, Thailand's desire to sort of be modern, uh, promote medical tourism. Yes. Uh, this probably not necessarily related to the, the low birth rate story. But uh, changing the surrogacy laws, I suppose, is really just moving with the times. Yeah. And so in the past, you had to be Thai or you had to be married, like legally married to a Thai yeah. to uh, take advantage of a, a surrogacy. Yes. Right. Now you'll be able to export the egg and the sperm so it can be exported from Thailand to, to overseas sort yes. of export this is like the the old womb for hire yeah. uh, story so it looks like Thailand is going to try and market itself as a country where surrogacy will be legal mm. I can I express an opinion you certainly can now maybe it's because I'm from Asia or you know in Thailand um, I was just thinking like some of the words that were being used by officials to describe a changing of the law like they were using words like we want to make Thailand a medical hub and and the way they were talking about it 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 was all about like it's all a business and I understand you know because uh, this only matters to people who need surrogacy but at the end we're still talking about bringing a life <laughs> on earth and it, it just sounds like it's all about business and I felt strange regarding you felt strange, did you, Jay? Yes. Mm, I don't want you to feel strange. Uh, I, I think the, the, you're right in that uh, the discussions about it can be very mechanical. Yes. And we are talking about you know, a, a woman who's going to be carrying a child for, for uh, nine months and uh, the impact that, uh, on that woman as she hands that child over to the, the paying customer. Mm -hmm. And so they're turning childbirth into a business. And as I said, there's a lot of people who are going to be morally opposed to this from the outset. 
but Thailand is, you know, it's got its own road to, to hoe on this one. Well, and on the morals, I, I mean, I don't think I'm in any place to uh, comment about that because... A lot of people feel that they are, however. Yeah, but, like, you know, you never know what... Uh, what position the couple are in maybe medically they can't have a baby sure who am i to tell them they can't have one through surrogacy but um i just felt strange when it was just being spoken about like a lucrative business let's make thailand a medical hub for surrogacy babies for hire maybe is it because do you think that we don't really talk about surrogacy in thailand or in asian culture in general like is there do do we need to educate and make it more normal to talk about surrogacy carmel's got a comment yes carmel Oh, um, so Tim Gill, this was regarding the surrogacy, uh, how do you say the word? Surrogacy. Surrogacy laws to allow foreigners to hire ties to bear children. And he said that this, it, it sounds like a money-making scheme. A money-making scheme. Well, I mean, it's the only people making money out of it are, are the couple uh, who, or the, the woman who's... You know, womb has been hired to carry the child. So, but if they go through agencies and stuff, uh, don't they take a cut? Well, that's what's going to happen, though. Of course, there are going to be agencies that will pop up that will try and monetize the situation. That's guaranteed, and there will be uh, not only the the act of. Uh, fertilizing an egg and planting it into a womb and that child uh, growing inside the womb or the egg growing and becoming a child once it's born uh, then there's all the paperwork to get that child out of Thailand so uh, there are going to be other layers of this story so it's not just a matter of uh, just hammering it out and saying oh we'll let Thai women be surrogates paid surrogates there's going to be a lot of paperwork involved it's always been a, a legal minefield, but at least if the Thai laws can be more representative of what they actually want to happen and to indicate that Thailand is going to be a place that you can uh, have a surrogate child, then uh, that puts... The point is, it, it happens. It already happens. Yes, I know, even illegally. Sure, I know of one couple that uh, came into Thailand about three years ago and they uh, found through the black market a woman who's prepared to carry their child and she bore the child and they paid her, uh, none of it legal, and then left the country. So, I mean, the thing is that these things have been happening anyway. And it's a bit like abortion in some countries. It happens anyway. Uh, there is a, there's the legal framework and then there's the needs within the community. So it's uh, going to be an interesting situation to see how this unfolds. But you're right. Somebody's going to try and make a buck out of it. All right. Um, let's talk about our last topic before we go to the break, which is uh, unfortunately regarding zebra crossings once again, Tim. Now, two people have been hit, one killed by a motorbike, one severely injured, driving through zebra crossings in Bangkok. Seems like well, nothing much has changed, I, but I, it's still I'm, quite soon. I'm going to say that things have changed. Okay. But... When you've got a city of 12 million people yes. and the driving laws have been fairly loosely uh, <coughs> uh, interpreted over the years yeah. and enforced, yes. uh, that's not going to change overnight. However, just check out this footage. Uh, this is some video I shot this morning at about uh, a quarter to seven. This is just outside our building. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple of things to notice on this. One, there was a policeman on duty 
Not that he was doing very much, as you can see from this. Uh, the people actually proceeded onto the zebra crossing before he went, oh, OK, I'm coming out onto the uh, intersection and stopping the traffic. Mm -hmm. And also the people were hardly uh, halfway across and the traffic started moving again. Mm -hmm. The other thing to notice on the, the videos that uh, Num's showing now is that they have installed an overhead sign indicating that there's a crossing coming up. Yep. So there has been some changes, and I would say... Because uh, I cross the road quite often. Okay. Well, I have to. Yeah. Uh, I've got two legs and my apartment is actually on the other side of the road. So I have to do that a couple of times a day. And I've noticed that uh, the people are stopping more than they used to. It's not a complete change of scenery, but certainly things are a little bit different than they used to be. I think it is improving. You, you cross the roads. What do you think? Yes. Uh, sorry. Firstly, uh, apologies for the video. I think there's some uh, technical issue regarding the video. So we could, weren't able to play the video. Uh, but to answer your question... Oh, okay. Um, you didn't see the video. Yes. So that video that you were watching, you weren't. Yes. Uh, but um, talking about the issue... i tell you what, Tim, actually. Yesterday I was driving... Uh, you were driving? No, sorry. I was the passenger. Right. Uh, and uh, we were tr going to a restaurant to have dinner. And as we came across a zebra crossing, for some reason, I had this sudden chill. And I thought to myself, it is really dangerous, even as a driver. Because I tell you what, then this is me being absolutely honest. Because, because there's so, so much traffic in Thailand, and you know, there are no signs. So, so there's no stoplights, there's no stop signs, there's no um, red lights. So pedestrians sometimes decide by themselves when they want to cross. Well, that is usually the case, yeah, yes. They, they have to force their way through the zebra crossing or they'd be standing there for 15 minutes. So in that sense, I understand. But I was like, I saw this one lady just dash for it. And I was like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> like, you know, and, and then... Did you scream that out? Did you roll down the window yeah, and I go, thought what if are I, you thinking, yeah, lady? No, no, I thought if I screamed loud enough from within the car, she'd hear me. You might scare the driver, I'm thinking, too. I definitely did. Yeah. But at that point, if a pedestrian just dashes for it, who's at fault? Is it the person who couldn't stop in time? Is it the pedestrian who forced it? Or is it the government because they didn't have any stop signs and like red lights over there? Well, I mean, they're both responsible. Norm, do you want to uh, just run that video? Have you got it there now? And I think... Yes, no? Possibly. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumb thumbs, down, down. thumbs down. Thumbs down. Carmel's got a comment. Carmel. Um, Iman said that consistent and enforced messaging around traffic safety must start at school at a young age. Yeah, I mean, obviously education. Thanks for that, Carmel. Obviously education is a big part of what needs to happen. But given the publicity that's happened, there certainly has been a, a sort of a, a shift. Now, is that going to continue? Are the government going to follow it up with, as Carmel uh, mentioned from the, the commenter, with some education and promotion? Mm -hmm. Or are things just going to drift back into the old ways? Uh, I think the latter rather than the former, sadly. All right, uh, Tim, let's take a quick break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about stories that involve a tourist who is going to be facing up... Uh, who's going to be facing 10 years in prison and possibly uh, up to 1 million baht fine. I have got a solution for this for person, by the way. something naughty he did. Mm. Uh, as well as a Frenchman arrested for allegedly scamming expats in Padaya out of millions of baht. I don't have much advice for that guy, but we've got plenty to talk about. It was quite interesting about. how he did it as well. Uh, so more on that uh, right after the break. Isn't it time for you to come back to the islands? 
Phuket is open and it's never looked better. Choose your trip to your favorite island with Five Star Marine. Go to fivestarmarinephuket.com. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand with Jay, Tim, and Carmel at the background. Up in the sky. Up in the sky. She's the vo there voice somewhere. of gods that just appears from nowhere. Is God female? <clears throat> Could be. Could be. No right. evidence either way. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank thank you for watching and welcome back to Good Morning Thailand, sponsored by CoffeeCulture.Asia. Uh, a quick shout out, Tim, to Hans C. Schellenberg and Toral Hernandez Edgar for being Tiger members. Fantastic. We appreciate your membership. Uh, if you'd like to become a member, you can click. There's a join button under the YouTube video on desktop. Yes. Not so sure on mobile. But either way, if you go to a desktop, there's a join button at the bottom that gives you yeah. all the details. Yep, and 534 people watching us live right now. If you could please click the like button <gasps> if, you're, if you're enjoying the show so far. Yes, because that means rather than a silver plaque, we'll get a gold plaque That's sometime right. in the future. And gold is just sexier. I think I will be in a wheelchair by the time that happens, but anyway. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to our next topic, Tim, which is regarding a tourist who sat on an endangered coral reef, faces 10 years in prison and up to a 1 million baht fine. Now, let me just give some quick background information regarding this tourist. Do we have a photo of this guy? Yes, we do. Okay. Now, a Thai tourist who posted a photograph of himself sitting on an endangered coral reef faces a fine up to 1 million baht and a 10-year prison sentence. His name is Kun Wisut. Ratana Satyan, uh, who shared a photograph on his Facebook. So he's so, Thai? Yes. Okay. And, and he shared the photograph himself on Facebook, like people do. Uh, yeah. We get ourselves in trouble these days. Uh, on Saturday, which shows him sitting on a protected reef of Gop Kram Noi in the Satahip district of Trat province, eastern Thailand. Uh, in the photo, Kun uh, Wisut is pictured sitting on the coral reef, which is protected by Thai law. Yes. Uh, therefore, so we've had this problem before. Yes. Of people removing rocks or removing coral, uh, and as tourists, usually tourists, they usually get uh, you know, a wrap over the knuckles and told yeah. not to do it again. But not him. Uh, this 45-year-old tourist has been formally charged, and if proven a guilty. Um, yeah, he said it was never his intention, and he also said that uh, this picture is actually from last year, as if last year it wasn't protected, but this year it is. I don't know what he was trying to do with that point. So, so here's the thing. He's posted it on Facebook, yes. which means he's clearly unaware of the law. Because yes. if he knew he wasn't meant to sit on the coral, yes. he wouldn't have posted it on Facebook. This is absolutely due to ignorance. Sure. Now, I would say, is that hands up, Carmel? Carmel's got something to say before I, got, I come um, up with my solution. Uh, Westx Greg was asking, um, was the reef posted as endangered or was this area posted that it contained endangered reefs? I think it's just about any coral reef anywhere yes. in Thailand, uh, WestTX Greg. Especially that one because um, I, I believe that entire area he should have known. If he was with any responsible tour guide or uh, whoever he went with, um, they should have known that that entire place was endangered and protected. They, they make it quite clear. So here's the solution. When you're sitting in front of the judge, yeah. you, you can say, the tour guide didn't brief me 
on any uh, th- th- uh, processes or things that I have to do whilst I'm swimming. There wasn't any information given to me, so uh, I'm not to blame. What if the now, tour guide says, uh, I did, you just didn't listen to me, and you went on your own rebellious adventure? So then he would then get witnesses to say, who say, well, didn't tell us anything. The other thing he can do is say, oh, I photoshopped it. I, it, it it's not a real photo. Now, what's the judge going to say there? The judge has got nothing to come back on. He could say, I photoshopped it. It's just for fun. Yeah, but now they have technology which can tell whether a picture has been photoshopped or not. Oh, I guarantee you could do some photoshop. Heavens knows we do it every day where it's undetectable. And even so, not particularly high resolution photo, you're not going to be able to pick if that's uh, photoshopped or not. But it would be okay. up to the court then, yes. or the prosecutors, to prove that it, it is a real photo. But let's say he did do... it. Let's say it's not photoshopped and he's mm-hmm. lied about it. Yep. And he's also lied about the fact that he was told not to do it, but still did it. Yep. And he gets caught for lying. Now, that's one extra added charge. Okay, but... That's an extra five years in prison. Uh, Who I'm, knows? I'm suggesting if you uh, got a good attorney, that they've got quite a lot of things that... Uh, the court would have to prove before a prosecution. You're what's wrong with the public. <laughs> no. Well, if, if it was me and I was facing, what's he facing? T- 10 years in jail or something? Yeah. A year in jail. 10,000 baht. One, one million baht one fine. One million baht fine. After 10 years in prison. Okay. Well, I mean... If we we're can, sitting on a coral reef... We can go into I mean, the disproportionate uh, penalty... That's another issue. So, so you're telling me that if it was one year in prison and a hundred thousand baht fine, would you still take it? Oh well, no. Uh, the, the photo. Yeah. Oh no. Well, no. I as in, like, would you still lie and try to get out of it? Well, the thing is, it's not a matter. You got to look at the way the court the the court works, and it's not a matter of uh, if you're lying or not. It's a matter of if uh, the prosecution can prove, prove that you're that lying. You're okay. So okay. if he said, "Oh, it's all a photoshopped uh, picture." So what is the, um, the, ju- the, the prosecution going to say? Oh, uh, you're lying. Well, prove it. Now, well, that's not necessarily yeah. the way the Thai court system works. Yeah. But the other thing is I think he could probably say, oh, here are two other people I travelled with. The tour guide didn't give us any directions as to how we should behave whilst we're underwater. There was no printed uh, material given to us. So we are saying that we didn't know. Okay. Or... As often happens in Thai law, he could probably say, um, oh, you've caught me, I did the wrong thing, uh, hands together, a big apology, and he'll probably get away with a 2,000 baht fine. Ignorance, 100,000 baht fine and five years in prison. Ooh, you're a harsh you're marker. You're in jail, Timothy. I hope you're not my judge when I do something wrong, when I jaywalk across a zebra crossing in Thailand. It's because you used my name to walk past the street. What? It's called jaywalking. Oh, jaywalking. I get it. <laughs> All right. Our last story for today uh, is regarding a Frenchman has been arrested for oh. allegedly scamming expats in Pattaya out of millions of baht. Now, he's going to need a much better lawyer yes, than the is. lawyer defending the man sitting on the coral. Can I tell you some details that I specifically found extremely interesting? Sure. And I can't imagine this work. Now, uh, the man in question is 58 year old, sorry. Uh, Herve Christian Robert Leonard. I think it's pronounced Harve. Oh, Herve. If Harve. he's French, Herve. They don't say H. I'm thinking his name's Harve. They don't say hello. They say hello. 
No? <laughs> that's true. That's actually true. In French, you don't pronounce H. Well, okay, they, they don't Harvey. say hello. They say bonjour. Okay, let's go with Harvey. Uh, <laughs> was arrested in Prachuap Kirikhan. Yeah. That one, that one I can pronounce properly. Um, and one of his victims was an orthopedic doctor in Paria. Now, he told the police that Harvey uh, visited his clinic back in 2016 and told him that the business was under investigation by Thai police. A Frenchman walks into an orthopedic... <laughs> a Thai orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> yeah, and says that um, the business is under investigation, warning the doctor that he could face jail time and he blacklisted and, and be blacklisted from the country for running the clinic illegally. But a then he did bring in some... Uh Yes. Some bozos. He, he bought to up to four to five actors or friends. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he claimed to be Thai authorities who were investigating the case. Um, and that uh, he, he asked for 80,000 baht fine for investigation costs and then an additional 80,000 baht to for renew the business registration. Yes. And I thought to myself, yeah, look, I mean, there's a. He's <laughs> the modern day Robin Hood. There's a sucker born every minute. Yeah. And. Uh, the other things, the other cases, uh, there's a few other cases in that story. Uh, you would say to yourself, uh, you know, caveat emptor, buyer beware. Um, but he preyed on people operating illegally. So although that man is a doctor and an orthopedist, who knows what he must have done to lose his license, but he didn't have a license to operate. So he scammed a scammer? Well, no, I mean, somebody who perhaps uh, missed a bit of paperwork uh, that's another issue. We, we never know that. Uh, but he was also responsible for selling people a motorbike and a car. Yes. I think 65,000 baht and 400,000 baht, um, respectively, and then uh, didn't deliver. Yeah. So that that's clear, clearly just theft. But you're living in Thailand. Why would you randomly go and trust Harvey from Padaya? I think he was obviously promoting his services. We don't know exactly how he was promoting services, but people thought it was a good idea to uh, to get old Harvey to uh, to go and buy a, a motorbike and a car for them. If you arrive in Thailand and somebody comes up to you and goes, don't worry about it, I'll do it for you, because as a new foreigner, it can be quite... Uh, onerous and difficult when you first come to the country trying to sort of yeah. wade your way through all the uh, the processes and the paperwork so yeah and no, he may have been promoting himself as a uh, expat uh, problem solver or something and he sure. uh, a lot of the people he targeted were french which doesn't make it any better but uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously they trusted him more because he was french possibly the other thing is he's uh, overstayed his visa <laughs> Uh, by what's the number at Naughty the bottom there? Harvey. He that's the other story. He overstayed his visa by a year, four months, and twenty-seven days. Yes. So he's going to get into trouble for that. One well, way or the other. It's a bad, bad man, allegedly. Uh, will he be deported because he's overstayed his visa, or will he be detained in Thailand? He will certainly be facing some prison time. And just looking at the man, a bit of an opportunity for a uh, quick diet. All right. Uh, those are all the top stories uh, from Thailand today. We're going to take a quick break, Tim. Once we come back from the break, come on, we're, going to, we're going to take some Wind questions. Wind up those comments. Yeah, we're going to take some uh, questions that the viewers had on any of the topics we've spoken so far, or you can ask us questions uh, right now, and uh, we'll let Carmel uh, tell us what those questions are. Cool. So we'll be back right after this. Find the coffee roast you love most. Coffee Culture delivers Thai coffee online. 
whole beans are pre-ground, delivered to your doorstep in Thailand. Go to coffeeculture.asia and get coffee you love delivered to your doorstep. And welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand with Jay, Tim, and God's voice herself. Carmel. Carmel. Is it Carmel or Carmel? It's Carmel, for heaven's Not sake. Not again. We... I respond to anything. It's mellow. I'm going to call her mellow. Okay. As in so Caramello. We... Yeah, or Carmelo. It's Carmelo. Oh, okay. Carmelo Anthony. Sh shall we begin? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the first uh, comment that I picked out was from Puerto Rican Jew. And he asked, like, are you pretending to drink coffee, Jay? No, actually. I came... Uh, prepared today with uh, I have cold brew coffee inside from coffee culture uh, I however have finished my coffee and so my cup is clean but we do enjoy our coffee culture dot Asia coffee in the morning first thing yes next okay the next one is from reread it's a new member um, oh, welcome. He said what's the name reread I, I, I oh, think re that's just yeah, the re YouTube reread yeah yeah Welcome. Thank you very much for becoming a member. Okay, so Reread uh, said, Tim, I don't see Songkran going through with the numbers of COVID like they are. Mm, what do you think about Songkran? I mean, it's two months away, for heaven's sake. So for us to predict what's going to happen next week is unlikely. To predict what's going to happen in two months, uh, mm -hmm. I would assume, I'm just assuming that the numbers of Omicron cases would have peaked sometime in the next couple of weeks and we'll be heading downwards at that stage to have Songkran. Songkran happened last year but it was very subdued it was cancelled back in 2020 so I'm thinking that uh, it's not not likely that's Jay and uh, Caitlin speaking loudly in the background by the way Jordan. so uh, I'm thinking that we might get a Songkran but I don't know but the, my tip is that it might happen what's your tip? I think there's going to be every reason to not let it happen, but I think it will happen. I have a feeling it will happen. Yeah, I think, I think it will happen. But people are going to just not care and just do it anyways. It's two months away and so much can happen in two months. So, uh, yeah. Next one, Carmel. Okay, the next one is from Jason Grogan. How long do you have to spend in home COVID quarantine in Thailand? Uh, well, if you have uh, tested positive for uh, COVID, you're expected to sit, spend 10 days. Uh, if you're Thai, or if you're a local expat, uh, you can do that at home currently. But if you are a tourist or a traveler, you'll be required to stay at your hotel mm -hmm. or go to a hospital. Uh, but I think at the moment, the way they're treating it is that you will then spend 10 days in the hotel that you're staying at at your cost and this is uh, one of the things that people are very unhappy about but that's my understanding as far as i know i'm sure we'll be told if we're wrong okay Carmel. so from star child uni is jay wearing black pants so he can man spread so i can man spread no i'm wearing black pants because he always wears black pants pretty much you've yeah. only got one pair of pants and they're black here they are Nothing to do with manspreading, really. 
Okay, next. Why did you choose that one, Carmen? <laughs> that was lewd and inappropriate. I'm very sorry. Um, so from West TX Greg, uh, this is regarding the surrogacy laws. Yes. Um, and he said that there needs to be some type of regulatory body considering you're dealing with a human life. Absolutely. And I think they were trying to make that as a point as well. They were trying to... Uh, hold on, let me just find... Well, there is a, a regulatory body. I mean, it's called the Public Health Department. Yes. So the, they've already got a regulatory body in Thailand. Uh, will they have sort of a committee to, to get these rules sorted out? I'd imagine they will. From the article uh, written on the tiger.com, uh, if the law is revised, there will be a system for Thai women interested in being a surrogate to register to make sure that the children will not be trafficked. During the nine months of pregnancy and after delivery, hospitals will have a tracking system to check on the mother and a baby. I would much rather, all things being considered, have a government uh, organisation monitoring this, monitoring the whole process, rather than it being privatised and deregulated. I think that would be a mistake, especially in the early days. Good one. Thank you for the question. Okay, so the next one is from Nelson Dales and he asked, do you think the Thai government could increase the birth rate if they stopped handing out free condoms? Yes, for uh, uh, Valentine's Day, they, yeah. in yesterday's program, they were handing out, what, three million free condoms. Yes. Did you get your free four condoms? Uh, no, I couldn't make it to the market in time. I got, <laughs> you were racing. I got my free four condoms, which should see me through the next three or four years. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're trying to stop the spread of disease and it's an yes. HIV thing. Um, and also, so, yeah, it was more to reduce STDs amongst the younger generation. Yes. So um, I suppose whilst you're not so much instilling fear, but you are, that's sort of the way the government does a lot of its stuff. But while you're telling people don't have sex and if you are, wear a condom, they are going to be necessarily preventing a lot of uh, unwanted children being born, which is probably a good thing. But yes, um, if they want to be proactive in encouraging couples to have children, they're either going to have to have higher subsidies for pregnant women, or they're going to have to have a campaign saying, uh, uh, get down and horizontal and have some children because that's your duty for the land of smiles. Your duty. Well, I mean, that's the way they'd have to do it. How would you frame it? If you want people to have sex and have children, you're going to have to have a campaign and uh, make it popular and possibly profitable. Because that's what every young person wants, to be told by some old man in government somewhere to have more babies. Yeah, and that's... Help the government, make more babies. That's, uh, no, thank you, old man. It's your duty. It's your duty for the for the nation. But this is what I'm saying. Like Any 20, 22-year-old is just going to be like, who are you? <laughs> Stop talking to me. And look, you know, young people are more educated than they used to be. They've got uh, much more social media at their disposal and they're framing their own points of views, which is probably a good thing. Yes. But ultimately, if a nation's population is dropping, mm -hmm. that means they've got a big problem with the economic future. And uh, a place like Australia, for example, the population would have been dropping for the past 20 years, if not for the fact that it's got a very high immigration rate. And Thailand would have to do the same, but would have to replace its local population with immigrants. And to immigrate into Thailand is not easy, as we know. To stay here as a permanent uh, person, even if you're an overseas couple and you have a child here in Thailand, the child is still not uh, deemed as Thai. So they actually make it very difficult 
to uh, to have to, to, for people to move to the country permanently. So a lot of things will have to change. All right, Tim. Uh, we've been running for almost forty minutes now, so I think it's time. One more from Carmel. If you got one so more, Carmel. Um, this is regarding the Thai tourists that sat on endangered reefs. Okay. Oh, yes. um, so Nicholas Odatsis asked, um, so would the Thai tour guide get fined and face courts? Yeah, I would be saying that uh, the tourist has to be fined. Are you right there? Mm-hmm. The tourist has to be fined and uh, the tour guide has to be fine. If I, if I was the, the tourist, I'd be saying, it's his fault, it's his fault, not mine. I had nothing to do with it. Yes. I Who th- took the photo? That person probably needs to be fined as well. I, f- I believe the most realistic solution to this problem is going to be a strong, heavy fine. 50,000, 100,000 baht. Let's forget about 1 million. 2,000. 50,000 baht I'm going, fine. I'm going for 2,000. That's my and prediction. Six months, no. One month of community service. Do they make do make com- him clean up all the corals for about two months. Well, polish them. He gets free diving lessons. <laughs> yeah. uh, do they do community service in Thailand? I don't think they do, do they? I'm not sure. I don't think it's something meted out very often. No, there's definitely community service. Okay, good. It's good to see. All right. I'm uh, um, sorry, before we end, there was just one more question. And how I feel like- dare you, Carmel? <laughs> She's taking over. She is. Yeah. Look yes, I am. Slowly. Um, so someone asked about PCR tests. Uh, Marcella Dewey Baruch asked if two PCR tests are needed after southern border border reopening. I'm not sure if you covered that. So this is for the uh, the border with Malaysia. Yes. Uh, I think at the moment they're talking about a PCR test before you enter into Malaysia. Uh, I don't believe that's been finalised and that the Malaysia is considering opening its borders. So I don't think that's finalised at the moment. But I did read, uh, Carmel, that uh, they were considering at least a PCR test to get in there. Uh, Obviously, tourists are looking for the time where they don't have to pre-book hotels, they don't have to pre-book or have a, a stick shoved up their nose and pay for the pleasure and that they can just arrive, go through immigration and get a stamp on... They want things to return to normal. Normal, whatever you call normal, is a long way away, but I think restrictions are going to be progressively lifted. It has to be. I mean, for now, you still can't go to a bar legally and drink in there past 11 o'clock. I mean, we still have uh, curfews for, for alcohol drinking. So a lot of things have to change before we get back to anything you could consider normal. In the meantime, domestic tourism is down. International tourism is way down. It's like less than 3% of the numbers, uh, say, before two years ago. Pork prices are still up. <laughs> Pork prices Inflation are up. Inflation is an issue. Petrol prices are crazy high. Yeah, well, the, the petrol prices are uh, pretty much out of control of the Thai government. Yes. But uh, g- generally, yeah, we're not... Uh, in a, in a world scope, it, it's not a good situation at the moment. There's a lot of challenges ahead, especially if you've been sitting on coral and somebody took a photo of it. Yeah, that's the motto. This is Thailand. We're facing some challenges ahead. And on that, and on, well, on that, and on note, that note, I shall decide to end the show. See, you, I lost my mojo. It's only up to 40 minutes and then it's all downhill. Oh, from yes. there. Nothing good happens after 40 minutes. A lot of minutes. people would say it's all downhill after about one minute. Fair enough. 
Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for supporting us uh, so far into the show. 149 likes, 555 people watching. If you're enjoying it, please like. 45% of you are still un not subscribed. Please subscribe to That's the channel. Shocking. Uh, that, that deserves a, a million baht fine and yes, 10 years in jail. Definitely. All right. Uh, thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you to the wonderful Carmel, uh, filtering through your comments and uh, finding us the best ones to talk about. And uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for always joining us live. We'll see you tomorrow. How about Noom? Ha of course, Noom as well. Noom goes without saying. Noom's the star pressing the buttons. Um, everyone, we hope you have a great day. See you uh, tomorrow.